here at Dreamers Together, our mission is to create a safe space for our dreamers to share their knowledge and experiences and become fierce advocates for family reunification, community service, and immigrant empowerment. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Dreamers Together podcast, where we talk all things that guy, adjustment of status, advancement parole, and anything else immigration related. On today's episode, I wanted to cover a few things, um, affidavit, and what are the updates as of right now with the lawsuit. So first, um, there are no updates as of right now, you guys. Y'all know what we know. We don't know anything. We're still waiting. Hopefully, they announce soon when we're going to be able to start sending in new applications. And you best believe that we will have videos and guides on how to do all that so that you guys can do it yourselves. Because that's what we're here for, to make sure that y'all are prepared so that when they say it's go time, everything is ready. And all you got to do is put it in the mail. So y'all keep an eye out for that. And then we'll make sure to update y'all with anything as we hear it. We do have some lawyers in the Facebook group, so make sure that uh, you keep an eye out for that in case they post something. If you ever have any questions, make sure you post them in the group as well. All right, so traveling with AP. I wanted to bring this up because as more and more of us get approved and we're traveling for the very first time, I want us to be prepared. I want us to have everything that we need to have so that when we travel out, we don't have to worry that we might have left something behind. So the first thing you're going to do when you're traveling out of the country is make sure you have your passport. I don't care what you heard. I don't care what anyone's told you. Have your passport. If you don't have it when you apply for AP, make sure you have it when you're traveling, okay? So yes, you can apply for AP and get approved without a passport, but when it comes to actually traveling, you have to make sure you have one. All right, so when you're traveling, you're going to have your passport, your approved advanced parole document, your employment authorization card that's not expired, make sure it's not expired, and your COVID-19 vaccine card. Let me repeat that. You're gonna have your passport, your valid employment authorization card, your approved AP document, and your COVID-19 vaccine card. Now, if you want just to be extra and be safe, you can make copies of these things and take them with you just in case something happens. You have a backup to prove that you had all of that with you, okay? And something that I've noticed a lot of people do is they can either take like a small fanny pack or maybe have one of those little shoulder bags that they put on and they just put other documents in there and that way they know exactly where they are at all times. That's one way to do it. If you want to keep them in your suitcase, you can do that as well. Make sure you guys, if you're going to Mexico, la credencial de votar. Vayan y saquen su credencial de votar si pueden y llévensela con ustedes cuando vayan a México porque les va a ayudar a servir como un ID. Have your um, credencial de votar, guys. Go get it when you go get your passport so that you can have it with you and travel with it while you're out there. I believe they prefer that over like your passport. Just a FYI, in case you want to go get that as well. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe it's free. Keep them somewhere easy to access so that that way you're not um, shuffling through things when you're coming back and you're needing to provide all this information to either the people at the cuartito or the airport or whoever it is you need to present this information to, okay? So just maybe, like I said, in a little small bag or a duffel, uh, I'm sorry, a fanny pack or something like that that you can take with you and put all those, in, all those documents in so that it's easier for you to manage and work with them. So that's the one thing. Another thing right now, things are kind of crazy in Mexico. 
So whenever you're traveling, we're telling people we prefer you guys fly if you can, just because um, everything that's going on and how crazy things are out there for people who are in the fronteras. So with the cartels attacking, we don't want you guys to risk yourselves. If you can, like I said, not everyone's able to just buy a ticket and fly out, out of the country. But if you can, you know, take the safer route. Give yourself that peace of mind. If you do drive, there is a permiso that you have to get for your vehicle. So make sure you get that. Make sure you're ready for it. I think it's like $400 or something like that. So have that in mind when you're traveling by car. I heard it's safer if you travel during the day and stay on the toll road. Don't freak out. You know, as soon as you get on the road or... Once you get on the plane, don't freak out. Just think about how exciting this moment is for you. Take a deep breath. Enjoy that this is finally happening. And just have fun. Don't worry about people saying that you're doing other things, even though that's not what you put in your AP paperwork. Who cares? You apply for AP for a certain reason, and you're going out there to do that. But if you happen to just end up at the beach <laughs> or end up out and about with your family who cares go out enjoy yourself live your best life friend uh that's what it's for i mean immigration is not checking or tracking you to see exactly where you are at all times when have you ever gone anywhere to visit someone and stayed there the whole time like come on now just because it's not necessarily what's in your ap paperwork doesn't mean that you can't do it okay if you're in mexico and you want to travel to a different city in mexico do it don't be scared Go and live your best life. <laughs> That's not the reason you're going, okay, and you're going for what you need to do. And then if you have extra time to do other things, you're more than welcome to do that. Ustedes no se preocupen de lo que dicen los demás. Porque a ellos que les importa. They're not the ones checking your paperwork on your way back. Okay, they're not the ones at the bridge or at the airport or wherever asking you questions about what you were doing out there. So don't even sweat it, guys. When you apply, there's not going to be a um, immediate denial. I know a lot of people worry about, oh, what if I apply and they deny me? They're not just going to straight up say, hey, you're not going. We're telling you no. No, they're going to send you an RFE, okay, a request for further evidence. And when they send you that, then you get to make your case stronger, send whatever documents extra you need to send so that they can give you that approval. It's not like they want you to apply and they want to just deny you, okay? If that was the case, they wouldn't send RFEs. They would just be like, nah. So when you get an RFE, don't freak out. Just read the letter. The letter will tell you exactly what they want from you. If you're applying to go see a grandpa and you forgot to send your dad's birth certificate, it's going to say on there, we need birth certificate showing relationship between such and such. If you forgot to send your doctor's letter, they'll say, they'll tell you why, you know, they'll tell you why they need more evidence. Okay. And they'll tell you what to send. So it's really easy. And if you ever have any doubt about what it is they're requesting from you, post it in our Facebook group and we'll gladly help you so that you're taken care of and you can go get your approval. I know they're kind of intimidating RFEs, but they're really not that bad. And it's pretty easy submitting the information needed. Okay, so once you get an RFE, you have everything together. Just go into the website, the USCIS.gov website, sign into your account, and then you're going to submit all the forms you can upload them or you can mail them in so it's up to you which way you want to which way you want to do it a big thing with them is our, our affidavits so when you're filling out your affidavits and getting everything ready to send it out to them 
make sure that it's a pretty strong affidavit and that you send all the information that you need to send. Now, don't make it super long-winded because nobody wants to sit there and read a novel <laughs> about why you want to go out of the country. Get to the point, straightforward, let them know exactly what you're trying to do, where you're trying to go, and you're good. So I have one here. Um, it's a sworn declaration in support tra of travel documents, I-131. That's what it's called, okay? So obviously you're going to put your name. You're going to put that you declare under the penalty of perjury that the following statements are true and correct to the best of my knowledge. So then you're going to put, of course, hi, I'm Fulano Martinez, and I was born in such and such Mexico. I'm currently living in Texas, and I was brought to the United States at whatever years old. Um, you're requesting advanced parole in order for you to visit my sick grandpa, my sick grandma. You're going to put your reason there. Um, I'm requesting advanced parole to go get my teeth fixed because work wants me to go and train some people in Mexico or something like that. And then you're going to put basically why you want to be approved for it, okay? So like in this example, this person went to go visit their grandmother. Yes, their grandmother. And she wanted to go visit her grandfather's grave. So she said, hi, my name is such and such. I was born in blah, 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 Mexico, and I'm currently residing in Texas. I was brought to United States when I was one. I'm requesting advanced parole in order for me to visit my grandmother, my sick grandmother, and my grandfather's grave, who passed away in 2016. That's her start off, okay? So she got straight to the point. She said her name, where she was born, where she lives, and then she said what she's requesting advanced parole for, right? Visit grandma and grandpa's grave who passed away in 2016 um, and then in the second paragraph she put on there you know why she wants to visit she's currently such and such years old and she's longed to visit her home country i'd like to visit my grandmother whose health is declining due to several medical factors and you have to make sure you have the proof of that my grandmother is unable to travel due to these reasons and due to the pandemic so make a strong case there why do you want to travel? Oh, well, my grandma's sick. She has such and such. She has more than one illness. And unfortunately, she cannot come to me. So I have to go to her. Right? Then she said, I like to spend some time with her and with my family who I've never met. My grandmother is a very special person. She helped raise me. She was my best friend. Whatever it is you want to put there. Then she went ahead and put my grandmother is a very special person who I haven't seen since... 25 years ago for example um, as the doctor letter states she's basically letting them know there that there's proof to back up what she's saying in her declaration as the doctor's letter states she was in the hospital for several days months weeks due to her condition so it is imperative that I go see her and then you can always add something like because she doesn't have much time left because as per the doctor's note her her diagnosis is severe or she's or if she's terminal something like that she went ahead and made it a stronger case by saying things like my grandmother was a second parent to me i owe them more than i could ever repay um when my grandfather passed i couldn't come because such and such so obviously you can put on there i wasn't able to come i was unable to come pay my respects and say goodbye for a very last time like i'm able to now and then you're going to put on there 
what you're requesting at the very end. You're going to say, I am requesting multiple entries. I'm requesting one entry. I'm requesting whatever amount of entries you need. Since I'm unable to stay in Mexico too long due to I have a family I need to get back to, I have a job, whatever it is, school, whatever it is, right? This would also allow me to be able to spend more time with my relative and recoup for the lost time, make up for time that we've lost, things like that. And then just um, another thing you can put under is if I am granted, I will leave immediately and return within the dates that are granted to me. So that's kind of how a letter goes. Um, sincerely, your name. So it's not very hard. It's the same thing with the other ones. If you want to go for humanitarian reasons, um, let's say you want to go for like a church trip, you're going to put under my name is such and such. I am part of such and such church. I would really like to go with them to work on whatever it is that y'all need to go out there and do with your church or your job or if you're needing dental you're going to put on there I would really like to go get this procedure done out there it is going to be a lot cheaper you're going to put all that information in there your your prices excuse me your doctor's letters your proof showing that you did your work your homework and are providing that information for them so that they know why exactly you need to go out there it's not hard. It's just a matter of making sure, like I said, being straight to the point. Why do you want to go? When are you come? Um, why do you want to go? How many times do you want to go? Are you only wanting to go one time? Is it because your grandmother is on her deathbed and you know she's not going to have much more time? You want to go from this date to this date, come back, and then that's it. Are you requesting multiple entries because you're going to have multiple appointments that you're going to have to make? You're going to put all that in there. If your doctor can give you a letter saying, this is how often I'm going to need to see you, that's perfect because in that way they can go based off of that as well. Make sure you apply for AP. Like don't apply and your DACA expires, not your DACA, your DACA permit expires in like six months because then you're kind of just like shooting yourself in the foot. There's really no point. They're only going to give you as much time as you have left on your permit. So keep that in mind when you're applying. Um, affidavits aren't hard and they're, like I said, it's really just more of us overthinking it. Cause I know I do it all the time too. I'm saying here like, what am I going to write? <laughs> what do they really want to know about me? Make sure you write your affidavit in English. If you don't speak English, make sure you have someone translated. Um, si no hablan inglés, a que alguien les traduzca sus documentos. Solo para que cuando envíen todo ellos puedan leerlo y moverse. Leer y mover al siguiente. Porque no van a querer... Um, tener que batallar con no ent entender una, un documento o otro. Siempre aseguren que esté, esté traslado, trasladado ya para que cuando lo envíen no tengan problemas. Sometimes they give you that RFE. Sometimes they hit you an RFE because of that. Because they don't understand a document or because the document wasn't translated correctly or the information doesn't match up. So always make sure you check for those things when you're sending in your packets. Make sure y'all keep an eye out on the podcast. We are going to start doing more things. I want to start having more people outside of the Dreamers Together circle. I'm going to start trying to get some people on here so that they can share their stories huh, and how their process was on doing AP, on growing up with DACA, things that they've had to deal with and experience just so that we get a little bit of more insight in
Now before we continue, I did want to let you guys know that we are now working with the Lawfully app. Now this app allows you to keep track of the status of any of your cases. No more having to log in to the USCIS website to keep checking. The app will automatically update you of any changes as they come. Make sure to use code D2G for $5 off when booking a consultation with a lawyer. The code will also give you additional points towards premium features. And don't forget we are working on a travel abroad program to where, where we're going to be able to have people apply for AP for that reason so that we can go out and help other countries with uh, volunteer work like helping them build houses, um, doing charity work. It's going to be a ton of different things that we're going to start bringing into the Dreamers Together platform. We already have Guatemala, we have El Salvador, Mexico, Jamaica, Dominican Republic. So just keep an eye out for that because we're doing big things, you guys. We are out here. We're going to make sure that we are all getting that legal entry so that we can have that pathway to our green card. It doesn't stop at DACA. It doesn't stop at advanced parole. You, we're going to keep it pushing. Once you've had your advanced parole and you have that legal entry, then we want to make sure you get your green card. And then once you get your green card, in a few years, we want you to get your citizenship so you can vote and make changes that benefit so y'all stay tuned. We're going to have some information on that. Hopefully soon. We're still working out the kinks and everything that needs to be worked out. But you guys, get excited because it's about to be big. If you know anyone who wants to be on the podcast, wants to collaborate with Dreamers Together, send them our way. Uh, my email is mhicks, ms and maria, hicks at dreamerstogether.org. Have them shoot me an email. We'll schedule something so that they can be on if they want to go live, if they want to share their experiences, whatever it is. We want other people like us to speak out, to share their experiences, help us learn more so that people aren't scared when they're going through these processes of doing something as simple as applying for DACA for the first time or Advanced Pro for the first time. If y'all still have any questions on RFEs, affidavits, on what to bring with you when you go to your home country, make sure you ask us on the group, make sure you post a question, comment under somebody's, whatever it is, check out our guides. We're here to make sure that you guys have all the knowledge that you need so that you don't have to feel lost or confused when it comes to traveling or coming back or whatever step in the process you're in, okay? I think that's it for me, you guys. I love coming out here and talking and letting y'all know what's going on and kind of giving y'all some more knowledge because I know sometimes we don't want to read. We'd prefer to just hear it. So if y'all have anything in particular y'all want me to go over, like I've said before, let me know. That's what I'm here for. I want to make sure that you have that information. Make sure you check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, Facebook, Gram, um, the podcast. Check us out. We're always, always trying to help. Always making sure that y'all have all y'all's questions answered. If you know anybody else who has DACA or has DACA but wants to do their adjustment of status, send them our way. Also, we have a group for that, AOS Dreamers Together Official, and then Dreamers Together Official for Advancement Pro. So, thank y'all. Y'all have a great rest of your day, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.